Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are so thrilled to be with you today. In for Greeny, as we said, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Big Thursday night football game tonight, one that we can all wrap our arms around. Even Al Michaels, I'm sure, is excited to have the Titans and the Packers a little bit later on. <laughs> you know, it has been kind of a... Man, he always brings it up. The last couple of weeks, man. The best line that I have heard so far is last week when Herb Street, when Kirk actually turned to him and said, when the Falcons are behind, can you see the Falcons getting a quick one here to make this interesting? Quick touchdown here. And Al says... No. That was great. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's welcome in Rob Al Nikovich. Michaels is a gem, isn't he? He really is. Just like Rob Nikovich is. He is. Yeah. And he joins us right now. Rob, of course, ESPN NFL analyst. And, Rob, we do have a game to look forward to tonight that should be a pretty good one. And Canty and I have been looking at this uh, strictly from the standpoint of the Packers not being able to stop the run. What do you see when you look at this matchup? I see a wounded Tennessee Titans team traveling on a short week, and that that can cause some concern. Um, When you look at the Titans, they just played a tough matchup against Denver. They won 17-10, but with that, they lost their kicker, so they're going to have a backup kicker in. You know, you lose your outside linebacker, you have a safety gone, you have a DB down, um, so they lose uh, their starting center. So that's a big factor for the Titans. I know that they're a very physical football team. I know they love to run the football. Um, but does the short week coming, traveling, so they left on a Wednesday, does that affect their energy? And Canty can tell you this. Sometimes you just, you just don't have the energy. So maybe this team comes out flat. Um, but with that being said, they do have a great running game. And their defense is number two in the NFL at stopping the run. So, you know, you look at Green Bay, what were they able to do to the Cowboys last week? Well, they ran for a lot of yards. They were able to run the football, which set up their intermediate and deep shots down the field. And Aaron Rodgers, the best in the league to get the ball down there. And we had seen their receiving core struggle. So can the Green Bay Packers take the momentum that they created at home in Lambeau against the Cowboys and turn it around real quick against the Tennessee Titans? We'll find out tonight. And, Nico, you know this as a player, when you have that good game, it's almost as if you want to get back out there and play as soon as possible. So it could be a blessing in disguise for the Packers with the short week. But that being said, do you think the formula that the Packers used against the Dallas Cowboys is something they can replicate against this defense from the Tennessee Titans tonight? I don't, I don't think it's going to be as easy. You know, the Cowboys the last two weeks were giving up 223 yards per game on the ground, which – that, you know, going into this matchup, I guarantee Mike Rabel is standing in front of his team saying, we can't give up this many yards. We can't give this up the, the amount of yardage that the Cowboys did. We can't give up the yardage because that's when they're going to put us on our heels. We're going to have to be the aggressors. We're going to have to stop the run. The Titans are set up to stop the run. The problem with the Titans is they're secondary. You know, they're one of the last, they're one of the last in the league teams that and stop in the pass. So, can the Green Bay Packers take advantage of them being wounded in the secondary and down a pass rusher? Again, I think you never put anything past Aaron Rodgers, but we've seen this season the Packers haven't looked themselves. They haven't had the chemistry offensively. The receiving core hasn't been as strong as in, in years past, and they haven't taken advantage of the running game. So 
I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm picking Tennessee tonight. I feel like they're the, the tougher team just based on Derrick Henry. Rob Nankovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Rob, a few minutes ago we were talking about the idea of the teams that maybe we're not looking at right now that can get later in the year on a Super Bowl run. The dark horse team, frankly, like we saw last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. If you are looking through either conference, is there a dark horse team that in the second half of the year and in the playoffs can get on a run? Yeah, I'd say the 49ers could do that. I, I think we've kind of kind of just said, oh, they don't know. You know, They lost their quarter. Jimmy G's been there, but can they do it? Their record doesn't replicate you know, what we anticipate them being. I think the 49ers can do it, number one. You know, they go and they get McCaffrey. We know how much of a weapon he is. But that's a scary team. That, that is definitely a scary team. I think the Ravens, everyone's kind of not really saying, looking at the Ravens anymore. But they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They could go on a little uh, hot run here. They could get into the playoffs. And I don't care what you say, Lamar in the playoffs, he could make things happen. So, you know, those are – two teams and then also I don't think enough respect has been given to the Vikings considering I know they just beat Buffalo but before that nobody was talking about the Vikings nobody so you know if you're the Eagles and you're this the the number one team that everyone's talking about being in the Super Bowl I'd be nervous about playing the Vikings in the playoffs and I was just going to ask you that Nico because after watching what Minnesota did in Buffalo and then seeing how the commanders exploited the weakness of that Eagles defense. How close are the Minnesota Vikings to the Philadelphia Eagles and potentially being the number one overall seed in the NFC playoffs? Well, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you you better stop the run because that's the glaring issue right now is they're having a hard time right up the middle. So, you know, if you're the Vikings, you're licking your chops. We're going to have an opportunity here. And if we can run the football, we have the receivers, the Vikings. You look at the receiving core, my goodness. So, again, Cousins has been playing really well. And this team, nobody's really been talking about the Vikings. Now that we saw them against Buffalo, there's going to be more attention to them. We'll see if they can continue to to push along here as the season progresses and improve. Because there's also going to be a point after Thanksgiving where a team that we thought was going to be in it falls apart. You know, think back to the 11-0 Steelers when they completely fell apart at the end of the year. It's going to happen, but who's it going to be? We don't know. Talking to ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich on Greeny. And Ninko, one of the teams that everybody thought was going to be in the postseason this year was the Chargers. Now, after their loss in Week 10, they fell out of the playoff standings. Uh, and, and so I wanted to ask you this question ahead of their matchup Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this a team that you can see making a second-half push to get into the playoff picture? Uh, it, well, I don't think it's going to start with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going <laughs> to do what they need to do to win that football game. Um, you know, again, what a disappointment in that division. We, we thought this, that division was supposed to be special. There's still only one team in it. Again, so I, I don't see it happening. Uh, you just look at the start of the season and where they're at right now. I don't see them making a, a push here. 
to where you're talking about them in the playoffs across the board. You know, I know they got the quarterback. Defensively, they haven't been as good as we thought they were going to be. Um, so I don't see it happening. I don't. Rob, before we let you go, we were talking about this a few minutes ago, about the two of us and times that we may have been escorted out of a venue. Without incriminating yourself, have you ever been asked to leave a venue of any sort? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the most chill, like, laid-back guys ever. So, I no, I've never been asked to, to leave. Never out of a bar, out. never no. angry at a buffet, nothing like that. Maybe only I can relate to that. No. <laughs> never, no. I'm usually happy at a buffet. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. The peach cobbler's not warm enough. Like, I'm always pretty uh, pretty chill when it comes to, especially bars, it, it ain't worth it. So, if anyone's got a problem, I usually buy them a beer. Uh, yeah, I'm usually pretty chill and relaxed, laid back. Rob, did you ever have that teammate that you had to look out for because he would always be <laughs> yes. asked or escorted out of a yes. venue? <laughs> exactly. Yes. I had to babysit, and I had to make sure that nobody did anything stupid to where we got in trouble or to where they got in trouble. So, yes, I was the majority of the time the babysitter making sure that nobody was getting themselves into any issues. Rob Ninkovich, not only sacks quarterbacks, but chaperones teammates when they decide to go out. I love it, Nico. The more you can do, right? The more you can do. And I'll tell you a story off air. It comes with my buddy. You remember Matt Roth? I love Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you you a story about Matt Roth. He's a wild guy. Well, football or not, we all have that buddy that when we go out with him, we're like, hmm. Dave's with us tonight. Yeah. Buckle up, boys. You know what? Like, <laughs> he's like a gremlin, right? You can't give him anything to drink after midnight. Exactly. Everybody has yep. that buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Rob, awesome yeah. stuff, brother. We appreciate it. Thanks. See you guys. I Rob. feel like I can say this about my former teammate because it's public knowledge. Pac-Man Jones, one of the greatest teammates I've ever played with. Yeah. Until about 1130 at night. Oh, boy. <laughs> and his are publicly documented. That's my point. That's why I can say it. Oh I love you, Pac-Man. I love you, bro. But, <laughs> but you know how you get. <laughs> Kathy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Well, we teased it a few minutes ago. Kevin Durant speaking out yet again, and he's questioning the way he's being portrayed. Stunning. But why didn't he say something to Kyrie? You'll find out next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? 
It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, thank you, Bubba. Yeah. This is the spin doctors. <laughs> Got it. And by the way, whose fans apparently bully you? Uh, and, 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 no, it wasn't. I didn't get bullied. You got bullied. Well, I if he bull- took your beer and then he pushed you afterward, that is in effect being bullied. I think if you asked the guy after the fact, he would say that he got the worst end of it. That's that's what I think. We don't, again, ha- we don't have any witnesses that can corroborate this, guys. To, to clarify, it was not, as it turns out, a member of the band as I thought it was. Because I spoke to him directly. He was perfectly lovely. A guy named Aaron Comas is the drummer for the Spend Doctors. And then, uh, you know, he asked one of his other bandmates, the lead singer, Chris, no, I don't remember this. Yeah. And he's like, what do he look like? And I said, looks like you, except he was, you know, how tall are you? He's like, I'm 6'2". I'm like, well, I wasn't you. Yeah. He was 6'2". Yeah. This other guy was like 5'8 and pushing me around. Yeah. But he was affiliated with the band. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in some way. Mm-hmm. Nuno, have you ever been escorted from a situation? On your birthday, yeah. would you care to give this information up? Yeah, it wasn't because of me. We all have that one friend, right? That yeah, you, we were talking that about. That you look at him like throughout the night and you're like, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> Something is going to happen. Right? Like, they're not, when you can watch it progressively yeah, happen. And it's just like they're not enjoying themselves. Like All of a sudden, something changes. And I still remember vividly we were actually in New York. And Canty knows this area very well. Like New Rochelle, they always had, I think it was Club Hollywood or something, mm-hmm. one of those clubs out there. And Was it 18 to party, 21 No, no, it was, 20, it was 21. But it like was the Unkabunka in Sayreville, New well, Jersey? But it, was, it was one of those moments where, like, you know, you're being led out of the cl- club by a, a, a huge bouncer. And then, like, yep. It's kind of all right. Well, let's just go to the go to the diner and you know ha- have Night's some o- breakfast. Night's over. Yeah, have some breakfast and call it a night. Night is over. I, well, I just figured it out. The Brooklyn Nets are the version of that buddy that you know something's going wrong that night. No doubt, because eventually something's going to go wrong, and that's what we're having with the Nets yet again. Canty, he said this to Bleacher Report. This is Kevin Durant uh, in reference to the Nets. He was asked about why he wanted to trade this summer, and about his stance uh, within the team. First of all, look at our starting lineup. Edmund Summer, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there? So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. But when leaders are mentioned in the NBA, his name is never brought up. 
Okay. There's so, a lot of problems in that statement. That, that's the first statement. Let's, that, that is extremely problematic. We'll get into it. I'm going to let you get the second statement. Do you statement want me to break them down one by one or not? No, well, here's, here's the problem with that statement, Carlin. Yeah. First of all, if anybody leads with, with no disrespect, You're, they about to shade the hell out of you. Absolutely. Yeah, so just be ready for it. But how can you throw your teammates under the bus? By last, name. Last time I checked, Royce O'Neal is a quality starter in the NBA. Yeah. Nick Claxton is a pretty good player, rim protector. Uh, Joe Harris is a knockdown shooter. I mean, Edmund Sumner, I'm not familiar with his work. I don't think very many people are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to point to that dude. But calling him out by name and then setting a low bar, it, it, I, I just, I don't, how is that? How is that reflective of a guy that's supposed to be in a leadership role? Exactly. Not. And that's why the next part of that statement was really problematic of you expect us to go out there and win because I'm there and I'm not a leader? No, you, that, that shows me you have no understanding of what leadership is. Yeah. Leadership has nothing to do with your quality of play on the floor. Leadership has to do with how you approach the game, how you approach your teammates by not tossing them under the bus, how you approach everything with the game to set by not only example, but also by talking to your team in the proper way. Here's the this problem. Has never with, been his thing. Here's the problem with what Kevin Durant is doing. You can't say that you're not the leader or do things that leaders wouldn't typically do and have the level of control within the organization that you've demonstrated since you got here. Like, think about it. The Nets had a coach in Kenny Atkinson. KD got him fired. They didn't want him here. They hired Steve Nash. Why? Because KD and Steve Nash had a relationship going back to the Golden State Warriors. Steve Nash all of a sudden gets ousted, what, three weeks into the season? Mm -hmm. Why does that happen? Because Kevin Durant isn't happy. Mm -hmm. All of these things are decisions that Kevin Durant is spearheading. If you look at the decision to go after James Harden and mortgage all of those players in picks, getting rid of Karis LeVert, getting rid of Jared Allen, all of those, Spencer Dill, all of those guys are gone. Why? Because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving didn't want him here. You can't have this level of control over the organization and then say, well, you know, do things that aren't emblematic of a guy that should be in a leadership role. You can't do that. You can't can't. have it both ways. And so he goes on to say this, I'm not a leader. What the blank does that mean? A lot of people say I'm not a leader because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Come on. Or I didn't condemn Kyrie for leaving the team, going out and living his life. I'm not about to tell a grown-ass man what he can and can't do with his own life and dissect his views or how he thinks about blank. Um, I'm not going to tell you whether or not to tell him to get vaccinated. That's, that's his deal. Okay. But not condemning him for leaving the team? If he's going to just go out and do his own thing, you're not, as a leader, going to talk to him and say, hey, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, you can't go AWOL and be missing for weeks and nobody on the team, including Kevin Durant, knows where you are. And then show up on a Zoom for a political candidate in New York City or show up at a club for a birthday party for your dad and sister. Those things are unacceptable. Yeah. And so if you're Kevin Durant, yeah, you're not a leader because you're allowing a guy that's supposed to be one of your best friends to run roughshod over the Brooklyn Nets and all the while undermining whatever potential that this team has. It got to the point, Carlin, where it was so bad with Kyrie and him not being held accountable by KD or the organization that James Harden said, I want out. It was less than a year where James Harden was like, yeah, I'm all set on this. Let me go down to the Philadelphia 76ers. At least I feel like I got a shot with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. I was absolutely railing on James Harden for doing that 
He was 100% right. He was right. I didn't blame the hell James, out of here. I didn't blame James Harden because James Harden wants to win. And well, it's clear that there are other agendas going on in Brooklyn. But, but to my point about KD not being a leader, you're not a leader when you don't hold everybody to account in that organization. And as the best player, people are looking at you to do that. You can't have the kind of control that he has over the Brooklyn Nets and then not be more of a leader than he's shown over the last four years. Leaders don't complain up above about what they do and don't have or any And of that. leaders don't set the bar low when you talk about the other four guys that right. are taking the court with you. And leaders also do go and talk to players about what they, you know, if they're coming up short in a certain department about what they need to do if they're not showing up for work. A leader doesn't talk to another player? Are you kidding me? And I, I, I'd leave it at this. The Brooklyn Nets, you guys, you you did this. You let everybody have control of this situation except the people that are supposed to be in control. Not everybody. It was just two. Well, it took two guys. That was enough. They enabled them both to do whatever they wanted. And really, and, and, and really, it was the one that enabled the other. Yes. Okay? Because Kyrie is not the better of the two players. No, but Kyrie... And, and, and Brooklyn you know Kyrie went after also? Kyrie because they felt like KD wanted to play with Kyrie in free agency. They pursued him, yep. they landed him, and then KD came alongside But you know what Kyrie is? He's the alpha. Kyrie is the alpha of that team, and I'm not talking about on the court. I'm talking about off the court. Kyrie is the guy that has been the leader of that team for a, in a bad way for a couple of years because KD hasn't done anything about it, and they've let this all happen. And I, I just would go back and remember this. LeBron, Bosh, Wade, at one point very early with the three of them together, when things were not going great, Went to Pat Riley and said, we got to get rid of Spo." What did Pat Riley do say? No, go back to work. That was it. Pat Riley was a leader. Pat Riley was the guy who was in charge of the organization and understood what was best for the organization. And that is how you have people in places to win. Those guys were, I mean, Wade, not so much. LeBron was still a much younger player at that point. Mm-hmm. Bosh, same thing. Pat Riley said, no, you're not going to run the show when it comes to this kind of stuff. That's us. You do your job. We'll be fine. No. The Nets handed it all over because they thought they had to. Mm-hmm. And it has absolutely destroyed them as an organization. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role, like a mascot in Missouri. In fact... Four out of five employers find a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. On the way, you know, I joke around with Canty quite a bit about the Lakers championship a couple of years ago. The summer camp, summer camp title. Nice little AAU trophy to bring home. Put it on the mantle next to all the others. Not exactly a true NBA champion. Would you trade that? Would you trade that championship away for something pretty valuable? We'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Greeny coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. The hashtag crew has us feeling like degenerates because we spent most of our last break talking about our parlay that we're going to roll out in a few minutes. Yeah. And I said, Nuno, are you a gambler at all? He's like, eh, not really, occasionally. And yeah. then, Bob, are you a gambler? Nah, only on beer pong. Which I actually respect <laughs> because it's something that he can control. So yeah. I fully respect it. I, I agree. Yeah. But Bob, they make us feel like degenerates because we're talking about our primetime parlay for the last five minutes. And that's coming here in a few minutes. Yeah. Bubba, are you, are you that good at beer pong that you will wager on yourself? I mean, I'm pretty good. Five-time Avon Festivus Beer Pong Tournament champion. Um, but Is there a trophy for that? It's plaque, yeah. Does, um, does it look like the Lakers championship from a couple of years ago? No, this is real. Yeah. This is, <laughs> so. You cut me deep, Shrek. Even You better. cut me deep, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is real. <laughs> Damn, Bubba. Listen, it is interesting when you think about that championship from a couple of years ago, and I apologize that uh, where did this come from, this premise come from? The idea, if you were a Laker fan and you look back at that championship after you went and got Anthony Davis, would you trade that title, the summer camp title, for their opportunity to get Victor Webanyama? As a, as a Lakers fan? Yes, would you give up that title? Knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. yes, without question. If I'd asked you this. Without question. Okay, let me ask you this question. In 2020, as you're about to win a championship, if I said to you, hey, there's going to be a transformative guy here in a couple of years. If I said you lose this championship, but you get that guy before that year, would you have done it? Probably not. Here's the thing. I didn't know that Anthony Davis wouldn't be able to stay healthy. And the one part that goes understated when we talk about the bubble championship is the, oh, I don't know, three or four months that the players had off between when they shut down the season Mm -hmm. in March and when they resumed the season at the worldwide um, sports complex down at Disney. So that was the thing that I don't think people realized gave the Lakers that boost to win the championship because all of a sudden you're talking about LeBron James having more gas in the tank because he's rested and Anthony Davis having time to recover. Anthony Davis has not shown his ability to be able to stay healthy, Carlin. That's been his whole career, He's only played in two, what, two-thirds, less than than a third of the games that he's been a Laker. That's a problem. And so when you have a big man that hasn't shown himself to be healthy, even though he's still in his 20s, that becomes a concern as you're moving forward. And the only problem with that is you can't really move Anthony Davis because now everybody around the NBA knows that he's got some health concerns. So if you did decide to trade him, what are you going to get? Role players? I mean, guys that can just match salaries that teams are trying to dump anyway. So it doesn't feel like it's a chip that you can cash in in order to restock the coffers and reset the franchise. So, yeah, knowing what I know now, would I trade that championship for an opportunity to get a 7-4 guy that's got skills like a shooting guard? Absolutely. It would have been a whole lot different if you were a team that hadn't won as many championships as you had before. You probably wouldn't give it away. Like now, I wouldn't think twice about giving it away for a chance to get Victor Wobignan. Yeah. I wouldn't think twice about it because they've had so many chances and they've had so many titles. Oh, a ton of titles, of the, yeah. It's yeah. about titles with the Lakers, but here's the thing. You thought there was a longer shelf life 
with LeBron and AD, which is why I didn't mind them giving the Pelicans a haul in all of the picks and pick swaps. But now that I look at this Webb and Yama kid, Colin, I don't know that there are many NBA players that you wouldn't trade in order to have a shot at Victor Webb and Yama. How many are there? There's probably, listen. A handful. Just off the top of my head, there are a handful. Uh, Like, I'm not trading Luka Doncic for Webb and Yama. I'm not trading Giannis for Webb and Yama. Morant. Probably not going to trade Ja Morant for Webb and Yama. Maybe Anthony Edwards, because I like the upside of the kid. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to trade him for Webb and Yama. Everybody else? Trading Jason Tatum for Webb and Yama? Probably. Wow. Probably. That says something about something. Yeah, probably. Look, I, I, I've only seen highlights so yeah. far. I haven't seen him play, yeah. you know, fully. So I, it's hard for me to evaluate it. But I mean, think you, about this. Steph Curry's in his 30s, the greatest shooter that the game has ever seen. If I was running, if, if I'm Joe Lacob or Bob Myers, mm-hmm. I don't even blink. If I could trade Seth, Steph Curry for Victor Webinyama, done. Wow. Done. I don't even blink. Yeah. I don't even blink. By the way, they've lost, what, eight straight eight in a row. games? Do we have the Steve Kerr sound from last night, uh, Nuno? Steve Kerr was so blatant after the game last night about how teams are just absolutely enjoying beating up on the Warriors right now, considering how long the Warriors have had just, frankly, joy at winning as much as they have. Mm-hmm. And now teams are looking at this like, their true chance at revenge. They, they haven't won on the road yet. Yeah, I think it's the worst start on the road since the 98-99 Chicago Bulls. Wow. And we know why the Chicago Bulls struggled in 98-99. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was Everybody guy was named, gone. A guy named Michael Jordan who decided he wasn't <laughs> going to play basketball no more. It was, what's, it, what's, what's the Warriors' excuse? Yeah, well, as Steve said, in, in no uncertain words, they enjoy and they enjoy kicking our blank. Yeah, that, that's. Bank, but, but here's the thing, and I, you got to ask yourself this question: How motivated can a team like Golden State get when all they're in it for is championships, and they just showed themselves? It doesn't matter what seed we enter the playoffs with; we're capable of beating anybody. Yeah, when we're locked in. Yeah, listen, I, I can't even sit here and tell you I'm worried. I'm not no, remotely I'm not worried. worried. I'm not worried. Not, not remotely worried. worried. Yeah. Now, we all know the game isn't over till it's over, so next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Canty and Carlin in Fort Greene on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You look at the divisions in the NFL right now, and there is a chance that we could see something that has never happened before in the history of the league, and that is to get four teams from one division in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if we had said that at the beginning of the year, our immediate thought would be, well, you're talking about the AFC West, and we can get four teams in from the AFC West. Obviously, that is long out the window. But the two divisions we're discussing when we say that are the NFC East and the AFC East. The NFC East, you have the commanders who are now sitting there at 5-5, five and five, And in the AFC East, uh, in the bottom of the division, and in the bottom of the division in the AFC East, you have the Patriots, who are sitting there at five and four right Mm -hmm. now. Five and four. Five and four. Canty, if I'm looking at both of these divisions, and I'm looking at the conferences, 
Is there a realistic chance that one of these two divisions could get all four of its teams in? And if so, who is it? Well, both of those divisions are going to get three teams in, which is damn impressive. Agreed. Okay. Um, But if we're talking about getting four teams, it's a matter of comparing the New England Patriots and what they are and what their remaining schedule is versus the Washington Commanders. And, Colin, if I'm looking at it and being honest with myself, I'd much prefer the road to toe that Washington has than New England has. New England has the fourth toughest strength of schedule remaining versus the Commanders, who will have the 13th toughest strength of schedule remaining. Think about this. If you're the Commanders – You've got the Texans on the road this week. You've got the Atlanta Falcons. Then you're on the road against the New York Giants. Then you have a bye week built in, Carlin. Mm -hmm. Then you're coming off of a bye at home against the New York Giants, on the road against San Francisco, tough game, home against Cleveland, home against Dallas to round it out. Could I see a world where the Commanders can get four wins in their next seven games? I absolutely could. So here are the remaining games for the Patriots along that same vein. The Jets at home this week. Then they go to Minnesota. Then they get the Bills at home, at Arizona, at Vegas, the Bengals, Mm. the Dolphins, Mm. and at the Bills. Yeah, I don't know about that. So you get the Bills twice in the remaining eight games of the year. Yeah, I don't know about that, boss. You get the Dolphins in cold weather. That's not bad. That's not bad. You get the Bengals uh, on Christmas Eve in Foxborough. Mm. Not bad. But, boy, going on the road for Minnesota and then having the Bills twice, I mean, that... That game is going to matter a lot for the Cincinnati Bengals because they're in the wild card hunt. That game is going to matter a lot. So, here's the thing, man. That's a tough schedule. Can you find four wins there? Can you find four wins if you squint really, really hard? I don't see it. If I squint really, really hard... I see three if I squint hard. I see three wins. I'm giving you on the road against Arizona and on the road against Las Vegas. And those are back-to-back weeks with West Coast trips. Even right now, you can't give me a split with the Bills? No. No. Even right now? No. No. If I squint super hard, I can see them definitely beating the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Raiders. And then I have to win one of these games. At Minnesota, one of the two Bills games, and the Bengals at home, the Dolphins at home. I can see them beating the Dolphins. Uh, let me tell you something. If Bill Belichick gets this team into the postseason, yeah. it's one of his best coaching jobs ever. I would agree. One of the best ever. And I think that they actually can do it. Okay. I think it's more than fair so to So you say. think it's more likely the AFC East gets four teams in than the NFC East? I, I do, Oof. even though I would agree that the path there for the Washington Commanders, Commanders – is a little bit easier. But and they got the late bye, too, though, Carlin. Right. They've got that late bye week, which is going to help. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I think as far as the rest of the NFC, I've got the Giants, I've got the Cowboys in, and I think both the Seahawks and the 49ers are making it at this point. So the loser of the division is going to make it. So that's four division winners and three wildcard teams. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it. I can have them out. Yeah. So I, I w- what I'm saying is, I get where you're coming from. Giants and Cowboys are in front, and so are the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Can't, the can't, 49ers are a better team than the Commanders. Yep. No question. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app tonight. Thursday night football. We have got the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers, and this is a game that I, I, I frankly, I, I understand why people look at the Titans and don't feel great about them tonight. They have to go on the road. It's a short week. 
They are banged up, especially on the defensive side, and they have uh, not been a very good – in fact, they're just a bad pass defense team. I get all of that. Chris, I don't see it. I, I think this is a game that the Titans will just take control of by running the football down their throats. It, it, as I mentioned earlier in the show – It is a lasting image for me that the Bears, the Chicago Bears, early in the year, before Justin Fields was doing what he's doing now, they ran roughshod over the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. I don't see it. I see the Titans winning this game tonight, flat out, outright winning this game tonight. Carlin, the Titans' defensive line, without Jeffrey Simmons, the last couple of weeks against Kansas City and against the Denver Broncos. Carlin, 10 sacks. 27 quarterback hits, wow. 10 sacks, and 27 quarterback hits. Now, we've talked about it at nauseum. This is one of the best, if not the best, run defense in the National Football League. The best. Like, n- no defense yep. faces fewer rush attempts than the Tennessee Titans defense. Only one defense has given up fewer yards on the ground than the Tennessee Titans defense. The Packers' formula against the Cowboys was running the football and then utilizing play action to create explosives downfield. If you don't have the threat of being able to run the football and Aaron Rodgers is forced to have to drop back in this game 35, 40 times, the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game. Maybe not running away because their offense isn't built like that, but they are going to win this game decisively because they are by far the more physical team. The biggest concern I have for the Titans is their center Ben Jones being banged up. He's Mm -hmm. out this game, Mm -hmm. okay? And so with their offensive line, the center is the hub. He's the guy that's making all the calls. He's the guy that's making all of the checks. So having that offensive line on the same page, not only in pass protection, but in the run blocking schemes, is going to matter. And so I think that could potentially impact the kind of productivity we see from King Henry. But at the same time, that Packers defense is porous, Carlin. Yep. Porous. And Derrick Henry is going to get his. And we saw last week Ryan Tannehill have success with play action passing himself. So that's why I love the Tennessee Titans, even though this team might be a little shorthanded tonight. And so that leads to the Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a primetime parlay. That's right, baby. Canty, you ready? Let's do it. We are on the Titans tonight. So we will go Titans on the money line. They're getting three points. Titans on the money line on Caesar Sportsbook plus 152. We're going to go Ryan Tannehill over eight and a half rushing yards. Love it. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And finally... Because we believe the Packers are going to be throwing it all over the place. Alan Lazard, total receptions over four and a half. So it's Lazard over four and a half catches, Moneyline Titans, Tannehill over eight and a half yards rushing. That little primetime parlay paying out at plus 900. Ooh, little juice. See you in a winner's circle. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.